Hallelujah. Yes, Lord. I praise you, Jesus. Oh, go ahead. There's an overflow from this morning's service here. Oh, enjoy that liberty. Enjoy the presence of the Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes, yes. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Well, you may be seated. It's so good to be with all of you on this wonderful evening. No place I'd rather be. Nothing I'd rather be doing than worshiping the Lord with you precious people. This is where it's at on a Sunday night. Thank you to every member and guest for taking time out of your schedule to be here, to prioritize the house of God. It's so wonderful. God did a great work this morning. We just had a wonderful service and just a great time of lingering prayer as families and friends together. Just a great time. Wonderful things took place in the altar this morning. It's Waylon's first service. Little Waylon. Yeehaw. <laughs> a good looking little stud there. That's awesome. All right. Y'all ready to have some church? You going to preach with me for a couple minutes? If you preach with me, it'll be painless. If not, wah, wah, wah. <laughs> no, I'm just teasing. I got a word from the Lord for you. I want to read Matthew chapter 14, uh, verses 17 through 21. Matthew chapter 14, verses 17 through 21. This ain't going to take a long time, but if you'll receive it, it's going to help you. If we will receive it, it will help this church to continue to be stretched in our faith. This is what it says in verse 17. And they say unto him, We have here but five loaves and two fishes. He said, Bring them hither to me. And he commanded the multitude to sit down on the grass and took the five loaves and the two fishes. And looking up to heaven, he blessed and brake and gave the loaves to his disciples and the disciples to the multitude. And they did all eat and were filled, and they took up of the fragments that remained twelve baskets full, and they that had eaten were about five thousand men besides the women and children. Wow. That's a, I know we hear about this quite a bit, and even if you don't go to church, you've probably heard of this miraculous account, but I pray that we do not allow this to be common. In Jesus' name. I'm not going to give you the whole title just yet, but uh, I want to talk to you tonight about those baskets. I'll give you the title here in just a few minutes, but uh, I, believe, uh, I believe we're going to be stretched tonight. I believe your faith could be increased tonight. Somebody could leave this place thinking differently. Somebody could leave this place praying differently. Oh, yes. Some of us need to change the way we pray. Some of us need to change the way that we expect things to happen. In the name of Jesus, I feel a liberty here. I feel an increasing faith here right now. Come on, someone can go to another level. This whole church could go to another level. Your family could go to another level. Why don't we go ahead and pray right now? Lord, stretch us. Lord, help us. Lord, change us. Oh, God. Take us to a new level. Oh, let us leave this place praying differently. 
Let us leave this place thinking differently. Oh, God. Come on, go ahead. The Lord hears you. He doesn't just hear my prayers. He hears your prayers. You aren't poor and pitiful. You aren't forgotten. The Lord hears you. You are important. You matter. Your voice matters. Come on, God can use you. Yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, yes, hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. The feeding of the 5,000 is found in all four of the gospel accounts. It's found, and you can read about it in Matthew chapter 14, Mark chapter 6, Luke chapter 9, and John chapter 6. Now, there are other stories that are found in all four of the gospel accounts, but to my knowledge, this is the only miracle that is found in all four of the gospel accounts. Now, you go do your study and let me know if I left something out, but to my knowledge, that's the only miracle that is shared in all four of the gospel accounts. I imagine then that there's some truths there that we need to consider. I imagine if it's given to us four times that it's probably important and is worthy of our consideration. I can't imagine how wonderful it must have been to be there that day. I can't imagine what it must have been like. I bet you could cut the excitement with a knife. Mm. People, just imagine the people watching as Jesus calls his disciples over and Uh, Suddenly there's this little holy huddle as they are discussing, how are we going to feed these folks? And they're whispering and Philip is scratching his head and Peter is saying something as usual. And uh, who's that little boy over there with Andrew? Uh, Why are they taking that little boy to Jesus? And why, why is Jesus holding that little boy's lunchbox? And Oh, wow, why is he so excited about that lunchbox? What could it be about that little lunchbox that has Jesus so excited? And, oh, wait, here comes all of the disciples now. And, oh, okay, they're telling us to, to sit in groups. And uh, they're asking us to spread out. And what's happening now? Jesus is taking those loaves and those fishes, and he's holding them up into the heavens and saying, thanks, and okay, now he's breaking this little boy's lunch, and he's distributing it to the disciples, and you've just got to imagine what it was like to see now as Jesus keeps on breaking it, and the disciples keep on distributing it, but the food is not running out even though it's only a meal fit for a child in the hands of Jesus it has miraculously multiplied before their very eyes in the hands of Jesus what could hardly fulfill a small child has now fed 5,000 men plus the women and children allow me to pause for just a moment Don't try to talk down about yourself. 
Don't talk about how little you have. And don't talk bad about your little paycheck. And don't talk about your little talents in a bad way. Because if you'll just put them in the hands of Jesus, he could do something special with your life. It might not be that big. It might not be that impressive to anyone else. But if you'll surrender your life to Jesus, he could take it and he could make something of it. You ought to just hold up a hand right now and just say, Lord, it's all yours. It's all yours. I'm not holding anything back. No, no talent, no amount of money, no, no amount of my intelligence. I might not. Someone that's been wrestling with some kind of inferiority, you keep talking bad about yourself. You keep talking about how you could never. I'm in the Holy Ghost right now. You keep talking bad about yourself, cursing your own future because you aren't as smart as so-and-so and and you don't have as much uh, money as they do over there in that neighborhood. Don't worry about it. Just put it in the hands of Jesus. Put it in the hands of the Lord. He'll take your life and do something special with it. Come on, stop holding, holding it back and stop talking bad about it and stop belittling your little loaves and your little fish. Maybe it's not as much as the next guy, but it doesn't matter what that next guy's got if he's holding it to himself. If you'll just take your life, if you'll take your talents, your ability, and you'll surrender them to the Lord, he'll stretch that thing. You feel called of the Lord. You need to step out on faith and begin to operate in that ministry. It might not be too much, but if you'll give it to God, he'll stretch it in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, hallelujah. I want to stay right there and just pray for another minute. Jesus' name, just pray. We got too many people that they put themselves down. When they look in a mirror, all they're seeing are their own flaws and their own faults and they're belittling themselves, and you are. If you're doing that, you're talking bad about the Lord's creation. Come on, don't talk bad about the Lord's anointed. You are God's chosen. You are God's elect. Don't belittle who you are in Jesus' name. Hallelujah, Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. But for tonight, for tonight, I want to shift your attention from the miracle to rather what they put the miracle in. I want to direct your attention from the miraculous to what was holding that miracle. I want you to see this because as the Lord keeps on breaking the bread and they keep on distributing it, it keeps on multiplying it so much, in fact, that when after everyone has eaten, They are still taking the bread and the fish, and it's being broken, and it's still coming, so they're they're looking around for some vessels, and grab, there was so much enough left over that they were able to fill up the 12 baskets that were there. I want you to see this for a couple minutes here. 12 baskets, 12 baskets. You can read about this in all of the gospel accounts, as I said, and I want you to see this because... As I studied about these baskets, I want to share this with you. The word basket that is used in the miraculous account of the feeding of the 5,000, there is this word, kofinos, kofinos. That is the word that is used to describe the basket 
for the feeding of the 5,000. It's just a small basket. It's really nothing that special. It's probably used like a travel bag, uh, used to transport your personal belongings, something that they used maybe as a backpack of our day. But this is what I want you to see, 12 baskets. I don't think it's too far of a stretch to equate 12 baskets to the 12 disciples. Makes pretty good sense. And I want you to see this, though, because this is where it gets interesting to me. In Luke chapter 9, you read about the feeding of the 5,000. But before you ever get to the feeding of the 5,000 in Luke chapter 9, this is what it says. I'm paraphrasing at first. He called his 12 disciples together, gave them authority and power over all devils to cure diseases, and he sent them to preach the kingdom of God and to heal the sick. And he said unto them, watch this, take nothing for your journey, neither staves nor scrip, neither bread, neither money, neither have two coats a piece. I want you to see this. This is the scriptures directly preceding the feeding of the 5,000. The Lord gives instruction. I'm going to be your provider. So you have no need of a change of clothes. You don't need to take extra money. You don't need to take a change of shoes. You don't need anything at all. I will provide for you. Allow me to remind us the Lord is still our provider. I don't know the company's name on the top of your paycheck, but the, the, the provision comes from the Lord. The Lord is the one that provides. The Lord that is, oh, he will increase. The Bible says he'll take one king out and put another one in place. The Lord will take care of you. I want you to see this, though. Verse 10 concludes their journeying. Take nothing with you. Take nothing with you. Take nothing with you. Take nothing with you. Don't take a stick. Don't take a piece of bread. Don't take anything at all. Now verse 11 begins with this miracle. The bread is being broken. The food is being distributed. Over 5,000 people experience a miracle. Here's my question though. Why in the world are they carrying baskets? Think about that one for a minute. What's the point of an empty basket? Don't take, any, don't take anything with you. you if it's, you're, it's in your Bible. You can go look it up. I ain't, I ain't cheating you or nothing, I promise. I'm being honest tonight. Tonight, no. You, you can go look it up in your Bible. It's there. Don't take anything for your journey. So why then do we have empty baskets? <laughs> why are they carrying baskets? <laughs> empty baskets. Yeah. Granny, I hope you're listening to this later. She's not here tonight. So my grandma, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give you some truth. I'm stealing your notes, Granny. She ministered uh, probably 25, 30 years ago. And there was a statement, there was a quote that she used in passing in one of her messages and this is how she opened her message right here. It says this right here. Pay attention. You might learn something. You ready? When faith goes to market, it always takes a basket. 
when faith goes to market, it always takes a basket. Here's the word. Why did they carry baskets that are empty? He told us don't take any provisions. He said you don't need any bread. You don't have to have anything with you. So why do we have 12 baskets available on that day? Here's the word that I feel led to give you right now. The word is expectation. The word is expectation. When faith goes to market, it always takes a basket. The disciples are carrying empty baskets because they know that Jesus is going to do a work. They don't know what's going to happen. They don't know what he's going to do. They don't know how it's going to happen. They don't know where it's going to occur. But they know we better take a basket. Ah, The word is expectation. I don't know when it's going to happen. I don't know where it's going to happen. But I've known Jesus long enough to know that he's going to do something. I've served the Lord long enough to know he's going to do something somewhere. And when that miracle occurs, I'm going to be ready. When that miracle finally happens, I'm going to have myself a basket. Oh, <laughs> expectation it's looking forward in anticipation it's a hope it's a confidence it's a trust and a promise it's a guarantee knowing that something is going to occur when faith goes to market it always takes a basket when the saint of God goes to prayer we always take a basket Faith brings a basket. I don't know where it's coming from. I don't know it's how it's going to happen. But I know that my Lord is going to supply all my needs. <laughs> Let's pray for a moment right there. I feel the Holy Ghost here. Someone needs to pray right now and get your expectation up. You need to get your hope back up right now before we go any further. Come on, use in your own voice. Come on, minister. Come on, saying of God, help me pray right now. Help us break this thing through right now. Oh, oh, when the Christian goes to market, we always take our basket. When we go to pray, we always take our basket. When we go to the job, we always take our basket. I don't know exactly how it's going to happen, but my God is going to move. My God is going to work. My God is going to take care of my family. Come on, somebody, you're going through some kind of financial struggle. You need to get your hope back up. You need to get your expectation back up. Your prayers are not in vain. The Lord sees you. Come on, go ahead. Come on, you need to get your basket back up right now. Come on, disciple that's weary. I don't know when it's going to happen, but there's going to come a point when he starts breaking the bread. There's going to come a point when he starts distributing a miracle. And I'm not going oh, to be caught off guard when the miracles start being distributed. I'm going to have my expectation up. 
Somebody ought to say yes. You ought to say amen. You ought to say in Jesus' name. Oh, Psalm 62, verse 5 says, My soul, wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from him. My expectation is not from the government. My expectation is not on a stimulus check. My expectation is not on anyone else. I think the Bible says it this way. Some trust in horses and others in chariots. Ah, But we remember, we remember, we remember that there is a God that sees, that knows, that provides for his people. Come on, get your expectation up. Get your basket up right now. Uh, oh, Paul said it this way in Philippians 1.19. For I know that this will turn out for my deliverance through prayers and the supply of the Spirit of Jesus Christ according to my earnest expectation and hope. He says, I'm, I'm tied up. I'm in prison right now, but I know I'm going to get through this thing because of my expectation and my hope. I'm calling all prayer warriors right now that might have even just hung up your hope, hung up your expectation, and given up on a certain person you prayed for. I don't know how, I don't know when, I don't know where, but I know that a miracle is going to occur. One of these days, the miracles are going to be distributed. And when it happens, I'm going to have my basket right there. Come on, don't forget who you serve. We serve a God of greatness. Ephesians 2.4 describes the God who is rich in mercy. Psalm 50 verse 10, the Lord says every beast of the forest is mine and the cattle upon a thousand hills. Your God is not poor. Your God is not running welfare. Your God is rich. Our God is a God of abundance. James 1.5 lets us know our God giveth to all men liberally. Ephesians 3.20 says, unto him that is able to do exceeding. Say it. Exceeding. Say it. Say it. Exceeding abundantly. Exceeding abundantly. Exceeding abundantly. It goes beyond abundance. I don't know about you, but I want to have my faith there. When the miracles are happening, I'm going to be right smack dab in the middle of it. Oh, oh, we serve a great God. We serve a good God. We serve a miracle working God. Oh, my word, I think of all of the things that the Lord has done in this church for our people, what God has done. You think about the way that the Lord has provided. I've watched time and time again, people in this very room, how God has provided for us financially. What was it, a year or so ago, the Lord just provided a check for you, Maya and Lee, and my word, it wasn't expected. It was a tight time, and but the Lord, thousands of dollar check just comes through. Tracy, can you testify? He's a never-failing God. 
Uh, you might get discouraged, but if you got your basket, if your hope is in the Lord, he always comes through right on time. I got any folks that you can say the Lord has never failed you. We got people who have talked about giving a sacrificial offering, and when they did, ten times the amount they gave came back in in bids. Come on, you need to get your basket up. Get your expectation up. Get your faith up. Don't limit God. Let your voice out for a moment. Let's just pray. Oh, come on, find your basket. Get the dust off of it. Maybe your prayers have been dry. Maybe they've been doubtful. Maybe you hadn't even been believing what you've been praying. It's time to get your hope back up. Get your expectation. Oh. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, you've come too late to tell me that God doesn't work for his people. You've come too late to convince me that God isn't real. You've come too late to tell me that God doesn't provide for his people. I've watched with my very eyes as the Lord has healed folks in this very building. I was thinking about it the other day, Tracy, about the Lord touching you in that service on a Sunday morning. The numbness in your hands and the splitting migraine. And suddenly in a moment of prayer, what did she do when she came up for prayer? She was bringing her little basket saying I believe enough to know that God is able to work on my behalf and in a moment numbness leaving and pain leaving we watched as people with pinched nerves suddenly I'm healed I'm healed I'm healed I don't know your need I don't know your situation tonight but it's time to take our basket to the market yeah 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 Yes! 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 I told a story about my grandma this morning. I'm going to tell another one tonight. My grandma, she had these, I don't know what you call them. It's disgusting. It's polyps or something in her vocal cords. She's Pentecostal like I am. We hoop and holler. We scream. We we sing. We do everything wholeheartedly, 110%. And she had voice problems, and she kept having these throat issues, and she'd have to go to the doctor, and they'd scrape these things and do surgeries and all kinds of things that you don't want to go through. And she was talking about how she went to the doctor one day, and when she was there, the doctor started using profanity and you don't cuss around my great grandma she had a sign up until she had no more power in her body on her front door that says this is the house of God there is no drinking, cussing or smoking in this house sounds like a good sign a few of us might need on our front doors and she just got sick and tired of it and she said I will never come back here again she went to prayer, and she said one day she started coughing. I know it's gross. I know it's disgusting. But whenever it's your miracle, you'll rejoice over that disgusting thing as well. And she just, she just put her trust in God and said, I ain't going back for this anymore. And she just started coughing, and she coughed, coughed up this nasty junk. And after that, she never had a problem. What the doctors could only solve temporarily, the Lord took care of forever. What's your expectation in? Donald Trump, Joe Biden, forget all the politics. Hey, Jesus, I still believe in you. Hey, Jesus. You know what I'm talking about, Sister Ratliff. 
Oh, my word, how many miracles have you wore those angels out with? My word, how many times God's provided for us? How many times the Lord has touched us? Let me tell you, we need to get our faith back up. I understand, you know, sometimes you need to take some Tylenol for a headache, and then there's sometimes you just need to lay hands on yourself in Jesus' name. I can, I can recall a time I was sick in my body. I had something wrong with my knee. I'm sure it wasn't nothing major. I was just a young kid full of faith serving the Lord. And I just got sick and tired of this little knee thing I was dealing with. And I just said, in Jesus' name, I ain't taking ibuprofen for this thing. And the Lord just touched my body in that moment. You can think, well, probably it just, well, you can say whatever you want to. <laughs> my God provides for me. My God takes care of me. Oh, my expectation is in the Lord. We're in the middle of a building project. We need to get our faith up and believe that the Lord. Listen, how many times has, has the Lord blessed us? I've had, what is it, at least three times I've had checks for over $100,000 placed in my hands for, for building projects. And that's wonderful and that's great. But the Lord kind of rebuked me this week about little thinking because, you know, that's great. And I'm, I'm kind of thinking that's the big. And the Lord's showing me that's the little. Well, I don't know about that. You sit there and be poor and pitiful and doubtful if you want to. But I believe we're about to see a million dollars. I know of preachers where it's happened. It ain't for me and it ain't for you. It's for the glory of God, the advancement of the kingdom. Come on, let your voice out. Let your faith out. What do you need? What are you going through? Come on, get your basket up. Get your expectation up. Uh, oh, oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, tell him I trust you, Jesus. What are you doing right now? You're waving a basket and saying, hey, if you got any of that left over, I'll take some home with me. Oh, yeah, yeah, 5,000 people got to experience a miracle, but 12 that came prepared with a basket got to leave with a miracle. My wife, I just feel like telling stories. My wife, her parents, that they started Souls Harbor back in you know, whatever year it was, long, long time ago, and 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 uh, that there was uh, during one of their building programs, just like we're in right now, and there was a national drywall shortage. They were they were stretching out in faith and. They were doing everything they could to, to grow and to get more room so more people could come to church. And what were they doing? They were, they were getting their little basket ready, <laughs> just like we're doing. Some folks would say, we were comfortable over on Ohio Street. What are we, what are we here doing? Are we, are we making a little uh, social club, or are we trying to reach the lost? What, what are we trying to do? Make, or just make sure we're comfortable, or are we trying to make rooms for more souls to come in? So what are we doing? We're getting ourselves positioned and ready. So my wife's uh, parents, they, they extended themselves. They, they uh, drywall, they, they couldn't find it anywhere. Her dad, Bishop James Varnum, he goes to a, a supplier and is saying, I need such and such amount of drywall. And 
And they'd just basically laugh in his face. Nobody can get drywall, let alone somebody just trying to get it for themselves. We're going to prioritize the contractors. In that moment, an old friend of his from high school uh, or something like that comes up to him, just hears him in the store and says, you're needing drywall? Well, you know what? I was just thinking about buying myself a semi-trailer, semi-truck. He didn't know him at all? Oh, man, see, I'm making up good stuff right now. <laughs> don't, don't weigh me down with all the truth. No, I'm just <laughs> that's even better. Keep, keep giving, giving me more. <laughs> so they, he didn't even know this guy. And the, the guy says, okay, well, I was thinking about buying myself a semi-truck and trailer. And uh, I was going to take a trip up to Georgia or wherever it was. And he, he says, yeah, give me your address and I'll, I'll deliver that, that drywall for you. And they, whatever the price is, well, well, you know, the brother of arms like, okay, thank you. We'll, we'll pay it. And not knowing how they're going to pay for any of this because they were dirt poor. And uh, so, so finally the day comes where this man rolls up. I think it was near midnight or something like that. It was late at night, and this man pulls up in his truck and trailer. Brother Varnum probably not even thinking the guy's going to show. And the guy shows up, honk, honk. They call some guys over, and they unload all of their drywall. And Brother Varnum's sweating, wondering how much we owe for all of this. And that man says, I'll settle up with you. I'll get you, get you a bill tomorrow. And Brother Varnum, thank you very much. And the, the next day, the, the bill comes. And on the bill, it says that the people of God may know that he still hears and answers prayer. Thousands of dollars. Thousands of dollars. Because somebody had a basket. Somebody was stretching. Somebody was sacrificing. We're a church that's always been in a building program from day one. We're always stretching, always growing. We're always reaching. We come with our basket ready. You've been sacrificing. You need to be ready for a return. I feel that in the Holy Ghost right now. You've been giving out. Right now, you've been giving. You've been stretching. You've been trying. You need to get ready for a return. Our God, Psalm 77, 14, is a God that doest wonders. He said in Jeremiah 32, is there anything too hard for me? <laughs> 5,000 experienced a miracle, but 12 brought a basket and left with the miracle. But I have good news for you because the story doesn't even end there. It doesn't end with this right here. I want you to see the trickle down. 5,000, they get a meal, and they, they leave content. 12 bring a basket, and they have something to take home. I want you to see how this thing gets bigger, okay? When faith goes to market, it always takes a basket. You now fast forward one chapter in the book of Matthew, and Matthew chapter 15, and now it's the feeding of the 4,000 piddly. Just, just kid stuff. We already fed 5,000. Now it's just 4,000. And it seems like a miracle on a smaller scale all around. Less people are fed. Less baskets are provided. But it ends in the basic same way in Matthew 15, 37. And they all did eat and were filled. And they took up of the broken meat that was left seven baskets full. I got to thinking, is this how God works? Where it gets smaller as time goes on? And that just didn't seem right. So I went into my scholarly dignified role. And I started studying the word of God. Keep in mind, 
and all four gospel accounts with the feeding of the 5,000, the basket there is kofinos, which is a small basket. (laughs) But when you get to the feeding of the 4,000, it's another word for basket. We get the generic word basket in English, but in the Greek, it's this, 4711, in case you want to look it up later. Spuris. Well, you might say, who cares? I say, I do, and you should too. (laughs) I want you to see this because it gets me excited. Because it's not the same type of basket. It's a different type of basket. It could be a lunchbox, but the other term is hamper. And the only other place that you find this word spuris is found in Acts chapter 9, Verse 25. Oh, man. It's referencing Paul. This lets you know what kind of basket we have with the feeding of the 4,000. It says this, Then the disciples took him by night and let him down by the wall in a basket. The feeding of the 5,000, you've got a basket the size of a lunchbox or a small carrying case. But somebody increased their faith, and this ain't even a big enough representation, but you stay here. You're going to have to hold this for me. It's too heavy. I want you to see this, though. Feeding of the 5,000, 12 say, I'm going to bring a basket. I I need to be prepared for the miracle. But somebody now gets a little bit more radical faith. I wonder what would happen. He filled up that small basket. What about a bigger basket? What about a basket that a man could fit in? What about a basket that could fit Paul one day? A grown man is fit and lowered in that type of basket. This is, this is where we're at. And this is all I've come to tell this church. We need bigger baskets. We need an increase of faith. Expand my thinking. It's time to go from little baskets to big baskets. It's time to move from little prayers to big prayers. Oh, it's time to get some big expectation. Forget the tiny basket. Bring me the hamper. You got to make up in your mind what level do you want to be on? Where do you want to go with this thing? What do you want to experience in God? I don't want to limit God with some kind of poor, piddly, little faith. You keep, you te- you keep the little Easter baskets. I'll take the giant hamper. Come on, what are you expecting in life? What are you looking for in your career? What are we looking for in this church? Are we going to be people that just barely get by? Or are we going to be a church that thrives? Come on, it's time for some radical prayers. It's time for some big expectation. Come on, don't limit God. Take the limits off the Lord. Oh, if he did that before, I wonder what he could do in the future. Oh. Come on, bring a bigger basket. Get yourself some bigger faith. Get a higher level of expectation in your life. 
Ha 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 ha. Ha ha How big do you want to pray? Come on, what do we want to see? How many souls do we want to save in this church? How many people do we want to see delivered in this church? How many missionaries do we want to support in this church? Come on, you got to see this thing getting bigger. You got to see a bigger basket. Come on, the bigger the basket, the greater the miracle. Come on, the greater the expectation. Oh, come on. What do you see? Oh, can you see us starting some other campuses? Oh, I can see us. I can see us having a Souls Harbor in Haiti. Oh, yeah. Oh, Brother Trey, some of you guys, come get your hands on this basket. Get your hands on this basket. Come on, you ought to come put a hand on this basket. You're in children's ministry, youth ministry. Uh, what are you going to do? What are we going to see? Uh, you ought to stand to your feet right now. Come on. Let's just stop right here. Uh, bigger baskets, bigger faith, bigger expectation. Come on, move to the middle. Let some folks get their hand on this. Oh, it's time to go to another level. No more little thinking. When faith goes to market, it always takes a basket. Go ahead, Mama T. See in the spirit what we could accomplish. Greater expectation. We are anticipating a revival. We are seeing a blessing in our family. Go ahead, Brother Garris. Claim it in Jesus' name. Come on, Sister Maya. Oh, you don't have to understand it all. You just got to be ready. You just got to believe. When Jesus saw their faith, he did the miracle. You can think this is silly if you want to, but there are some people that are desperate for revival that are believing for the miraculous. Oh, go ahead. From the front to the back to the lobby, side to side. Oh, I'm going to see them saved. Oh. Oh. Come on, a bigger basket means there's enough for more than just you. It's more than just enough for a meal. It's more than just enough to barely get by. Uh, come on, bigger faith, bigger prayers, bigger baskets. Oh, God, let us see another radical drug addict delivered. Oh, God. Give us another Maya and another Lee. Lord, give us some other huge demonstrative miracles. Come on, bring a basket. Get a bigger basket. Come on, see that bigger church we're building. See it filled up. Pray it. I am anticipating it. 
God's going to do it. God's going to work. Don't limit the Lord. Don't limit God. Don't tie the hands of the Lord. Don't bring a little basket. Oh, yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Hey, hey, hey. I want us to pray something specific. Y'all can hang on this or here, let's do this. Hey, give me, a, give me a seat or something to put this on while we're praying. I hope at least at some point everybody ought to just come up and touch the basket. But here's what, here's what I want us to pray. A bigger basket means that it's room enough for somebody to get in. That size basket was big enough for Paul to get in. Oh, who's in our basket? Come on. I want you to see it. Who's that, who's that lost loved one? Who's that potential apostle Paul? Maybe somebody that you hadn't even been praying about because we've been discouraged about. I see a, I see a brother, Sister, uh, Sister Teresa. Come on, I see one of those brothers. Those prayers ain't vain. Oh, oh, oh I see some family members, Tracy. Oh, come on, a bigger basket means that there's enough for not just you, but for someone else. It's no longer just a lunchbox for you. It's provision for many. Come on, Brother Trace, that's successful business. It's bigger than just you. There's missionaries. There's young ministers connected to it. You got to see it, Brother Osborne. It's bigger than just DRR. It's bigger than just you slapping mud on a wall. There's missionaries connected to you. There's budding ministries connected to those endeavors. It's going to support the kingdom of God. Come on, bigger baskets. Bigger baskets. Go ahead, Sister Tanya. Bigger prayers. Bigger faith. I'm expecting God to move. God gave us 119,000 one time. I'm believing for 250,000 next time. God blessed you last time in a great way. I'm expecting something supernatural again. Oh. Lord, increase our faith. Lord, expand our thinking. Oh, not poor and pitiful. Not just enough to barely support my family. Come on, brother. No, it's bigger than us. It's got to be bigger than us. Come on. What preachers are you raising up in children's ministry? What young person's going to assist in children's ministry that's going to start a church? You got to see it. Oh, yes, Lord. Well, I need enough to pay my bills this month. No, you need a bigger basket. You need a greater vision. We need a bigger picture of what God can do. He owns the cattle on a thousand hills. He is the God that works wonders. He does exceeding abundantly. Come on. Yes, yes. Come on, bigger, 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 
bigger. Don't limit an unlimited God. Don't constrain an all-powerful Savior. Uh, bigger baskets. Oh, come on. The Lord's stretching someone right now. Maybe it's a little bigger weekly offering. Maybe it's a few more minutes of prayer every day. Oh, what is it? What is it? What is it? Come on. Help me, Lord. Show me, Lord. Oh, yes. Oh, come on. We're not going to just barely build this church and hardly make it through. No. We serve the God of abundance. We're going to enter into that building, and we're going to be debt-free, and we're going to have money left over. We're going to have money to left over to help somebody else's building fund. We're going to build that building, and we're going to be debt-free, and we're going to sow a seed offering into someone else's building fund. Well, have you seen the economy, and have you paid attention to the stock market? Come on, somebody needs to get into the presence of God. Get into the presence of God. Let him stretch your faith. Oh, it's bigger than me. It's bigger than you. Come on, minister one to another. Somebody pray over some of these young people right now. That's it. Pray over Eric and Matthew. Pray over Kristen and Kaylee. Haley, come on, get over. Come on, young people. You need to get a vision of what you could accomplish in the kingdom. I'm not going to just barely squeak through the pearly gates. I'm taking souls with me. I'm taking an army with me. I'm taking many churches with me. Come on, Brother Trace and Sister Liz. I feel the Lord calling you up higher tonight. Come on, Brother Angel. Go up higher tonight. It's bigger than you. It's bigger than what you're seeing. Come on, pray with your friend. Pray with your spouse right now. Come on, go ahead. Oh, you ought to proclaim a word. You ought to speak a word of faith and encouragement over someone right now. Come on, get in the spirit. See mysteries. in the name of Jesus. Be prosperous in the name of Jesus. God, touch the anchor church. Oh, supply their needs, Lord. God, touch Lena. Lord, touch her.
Right now in the spirit, I prophesy to our Bellevue campus a million dollars. Oh, God, you see the struggle with the building fund. Lord, we know there's been a hard year, but in the name of Jesus, Lord, bring in the money. Lord, let the storehouses be full. You see it's not going to be wasted. You know it's going to be used for the salvation of souls. Lord, send them a million dollars. Oh, God, I prophesy to Dade City right now. There's a bigger building, Brother Donnie Ellis. Oh, in the Spirit, hear me in the name of Jesus. There's a bigger building. There's a better location. Oh, there's a bigger building. There's a better location. Oh, there's a bigger basket. I speak blessings over the Anchor Church right now. I pray increase over Ohio in Jesus' name. Oh! They're going to come through it. Oh, you're going to be blessed. It's going to be increased. Oh, you're going to come through the fire, not smelling of smoke. There's going to be more money. There's going to be more souls. Oh, be encouraged, ministry. Be encouraged, minister in those churches. Lord, I pray over the apostolic pastors right now. Oh, the standard bearers, those that are holding up a standard right now. I pray that you would bless them, that you would prosper them, that you would increase them. Let not, oh, don't let them struggle for every inch, oh God. Oh, you see we're doing our best to uphold a standard. You see we're doing our best to hold fast to the truth of your word. Oh, let us be prosperous.